how it's done. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? Well, welcome to Making Our Seniors Matter, and we promise not to kick you in the head, but in fact, we are pledging to provide you with some very good advice, some wonderful information, and some great entertainment. So welcome to show number two of Making Our Seniors Matter on this lovely, sunny, rainy day. It's doing both where I am. It can't make up its mind, and uh, I'm hoping it will one way or the other sooner rather than later. Joining us in studio this morning is Margaret Wallace-Duffy. Good morning, Margaret. Good morning, Todd. Always a pleasure to be here. How are you today? Excellent. And joining us as well are the co-hosts, Glenn and Liz Cunningham. Good morning to both of you. Good morning, Todd and Margaret. Good morning, Todd. Morning, Margaret. I guess we can say Happy Mother's Day. We're uh, doing this show in around Mother's Day, so we want to wish all of the mothers uh, a peaceful, relaxing day, and hopefully the kids treat you well. Indeed. And if, of course, if your mother has left this planet, we want to uh, certainly raise a glass and celebrate and the memory of the wonderful mothers that have passed because i know uh, many people around me have that and this day can be a special one but a difficult one for many so celebrating mothers of all kinds uh, on this show absolutely all of the, uh, the the major holidays tend to be uh, some somewhat introspective for some people who have lost a loved one and uh, i know it's never easy so happy mother's day to all of the deserving mothers out there for sure so margaret what do we have on today's show We've got a great lineup of guests for you today. Shelley Raymond, the president of Salterra Co-Housing Limited will be here in studio with us. And of course, Dr. Melanie Abbott, a favorite practitioner of mine is gonna be in, in talking about prevention of falls and seniors. And last but not least, Constable Wells from the Peel Regional Police Services will be here with Glenn to talk about scams and seniors. So we've got a jam packed show, stay tuned. We've got great things coming your way. I chose you for the one Now we're having so much fun You treated me so kind I'm about to lose my mind You made me so Welcome back to Making Our Seniors Matter, the show that delivers timely information to seniors and their caregivers. So, Margaret, Elizabeth, and Glenn are joined in studio via Skype by an, uh, a wonderful guest, Shelley Raymond. Yes, Shelley P. Raymond is the president of Solterra Co-Housing Limited, Solterra In-Home Support Services Limited, and is the broker of record of her own real estate company, Solterra Realty Incorporated, brokerage in Port Carling, Ontario, a beautiful, beautiful place of, in our province. Welcome to the show, Shelley. Thank you. So I'm really excited to talk to you about your concept. Can you take a few minutes to just tell everybody what is Solterra? Well, Solterra really came from my desperate need to try and help my own family. And I was, um, you know, worried about my dad. He didn't want to move into an institution. And the idea was to find something that would work for him. Um, we, we knew that we had um, the option of maybe using his own house, but at the same time, his house wasn't very large. So I met up with another gentleman who was also having the same problems, and he had a much larger house. So what we did was we looked at renovating his house so that uh, four to six seniors could um, move into 
into the home, everyone would have their own bedroom, sitting room, and bathroom, and then together they could hire uh, a house mom, uh, which rather than calling her a maid, we affectionately call her a house mom, and the house mom could be hired by the group to come in and do the cooking, cleaning, laundry, shopping, and transportation. So oh. really, it's like living like the Golden Girls, and it oh. was, except my dad was a guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I absolutely, this is brilliant, and I have to tell you, Shelley, I'm a, a single child, an only child of two wonderful parents and fortunately they're they do live on their own but this is a concern for many families and you're right that whole leap to an institution not that that's bad it's a perfect fit for many um, however what a really neat concept can you speak to some of the value that living in a Solterra home has for a senior I as a therapist can immediately think of many but from your perspective um, what do you think well, I think there's a few things. I think, you know, obviously the ones that are easy to measure are really, uh, in, a, in the case in Bracebridge, my dad was only paying one quarter of the costs of the common expenses of running the household. So heat, hydro, insurance, taxes, water, sewer. So of course, you know, if the hydro bill's $100 and you're only paying 25, then you're saving quite a bit of money. On the emotional and social side, my dad was um, involved in a group again, rather than being alone and alone. Um, it improved his well-being and, and really encouraged that social interaction. Um, I also think that it maintains independence and dignity and self-respect, and that's huge. Mm -hmm. um, because seniors, right now we have the largest number of seniors living alone in single-family homes throughout the country, and it's very lonely and isolating, and not necessarily as healthy as they should be. So the social and emotional are huge for the family. I think it supports and relieves the family and caregivers. I know I was overwhelmed. I didn't know what to do to help my dad. And so many times, um, once I was able to put him in with a group of other people that were like-minded seniors and also with the staff, then, you know, he just flourished again. He was dad again, and I got to be his daughter again. Oh my goodness. You know what? You're bringing tears to my eyes, seriously, because the passion and the love I hear in your voice, oh, I can relate <laughs> to it immensely. And, um, you know, it, it's to provide options for seniors like this, and, and this show is all about that, for the families as well. But I've got a big question for you, because one of the things that comes to mind, how do we make sure we're putting seniors together that are getting along? Um, you know, that is, a, that is going to be a concern. So how do you sort of vet and decide, you know, who's going to live together and then, I'll, and who's going to be, by the way, I love the term house mom, because I think that's really going to be important to have that positive social interaction. Absolutely. I think the first part of your question really, uh, we do have a selection process which is similar to how a cooperative works. So we've pulled in um, the, the legal aspects and the selection process of how a co-op works and we've brought that into the house. Uh, having said that, um, I think what's important is, let's face it, if we put people together, we're not always going to get along. But the one great thing about it is that we have a process in place um, through the legal documents if needed. Needed. Uh, it's a five-part process on the mediation process if needed, um, and it goes right to the province of Ontario with, uh, with the ABR. But. But at the same time, I, I really believe that in most cases, um, we had very different personalities in the house in Bracebridge, but my dad was probably, honestly, one of the more difficult ones to get <laughs> along. <laughs> and it really wasn't as much about him having problems with, 
someone in the house. It was more his own frustrations about as his health changed, and he was frustrated about that. And sometimes that would he would interact with someone in relation to that. Um, so that was sometimes a problem. Sometimes you know he was mad at me. So um, right. you know he would he would be angry, and someone would say something in the house, and uh, his anger would would move in that direction. But um, the second part of your 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 question was how do we choose a house mom? You know, our, our first, we, we had a number of house moms, but our, our house mom that I think is the most memorable was 73. And um, the youngest in the house was 76, the oldest was 89. Um, but our 73-year-old house mom just related with some of the needs and challenges and ideas. And it was wonderful because she had lost her mom very early in her life. So uh, she was able to sort of relate to these seniors uh, mm-hmm. as, as almost that role. and. So it felt like a very protective role. And uh, we choose our house moms just like we would choose any staff member. They all have to be uh, police checked. Um, They have to have uh, first aid and CPR, food nutrition and food management courses. This is a brilliant concept. Now, is it just up in the north um, right now? Well, I started about six years ago, and um, I'm hoping to spread my wings um, and get around and tell more people about it. Um, yes, it, you know, it, it is more difficult perhaps to uh, work with larger um, uh, municipalities and larger groups because there's only Shelley, and so for me to get around to everyone mm-hmm. uh, is a little bit difficult. So we are uh, working on how to how to do that, and radio shows like this are a great way because Absolutely. we can spread a lot of information very quickly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when it comes to, you know, solutions for healthy aging, uh, Solterra really checks all the boxes. You know, as a therapist, I just think of all that you're talking about, mental, social, emotional, financial. Uh, What a difference it makes for seniors and their family in terms of healthy aging. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I think that um, you know some of the areas that maybe aren't identified and aren't as easily seen are the safety issues, the risks of fire, for example. I mean, when my dad was living alone, he, you know, there was a definite risk for him because he was never the primary uh, cook and uh, bottle washer in our home. He was always the professional. And so all of a sudden he was looking at having to have a role reversal. And he just, he didn't know all the things to do and watch for. Food handling problems also also became a big issue um, and even the community some of the community things you know clustering together provides infill housing and freeing up existing housing stock for younger families to move into older homes uh, I think that's also important and and one house is staffing anywhere from 8 to 11 people um, when it's fully staffed so that's that's providing um, employment into the community at the same time Those are all very great points. Just curious, how many homes do you currently have? Well, we have the original house in Bracebridge. Um, we uh, did a joint venture with uh, Brecon, uh, with a developer in Brecon, Ontario, and I'm working on um, a proposed housing right now in Barrie. And uh, yesterday I was in Halliburton, and uh, spoke not only with the Halliburton group, but then went 20 minutes down the road to Minden and uh, spent some time talking with the Reeve there, where we hope to put something together there. Also, we've been. Uh, I just last week I was in Northern Ontario. Ontario. So we have a lot of projects that are sort of getting up and going. People are starting to talk about it and get educated. 
Well, we really appreciate you coming on the show this morning and helping to educate us. And we will do our best here at Making Our Seniors Matter to spread the word and to educate. And uh, thank you for your time and energy. And most importantly, Shelley, thank you for your story. Uh, here on the show, we really want to tell stories. Your story certainly resonated with me, and I know it will with so many. And telling stories is how we create action. And clearly, you have acted on your own story, and now you're helping others. So thank you so much for that. You're welcome, and thanks again. More Making Our Seniors Matter right after the break. Stay tuned. music again we teased you in show number one of making our seniors matter about a new feature that we'll be rolling out in this week's show and it is called the senior scam alert and uh, we have some police presence in the studio this morning margaret don't we we sure do we're very excited to have constable wells with us and of course glenn in studio as he is going to be the guy that takes the lead on the senior scam alert are we ready to do this glenn we are ready we are ready it's great to have uh, constable claudia wells here from the uh, peel regional police and we think that part of our show should be dedicated to helping our seniors prevent some of these scams claudia great to have you here good morning thank you glenn for inviting me what is the big significance of scams and seniors? Why are seniors the target? Well, the majority of the time with the vulnerability with the seniors is they, they crave the attention, especially when someone's alone. So if they're getting mails or they're getting emails with responses or requesting information, well, they're getting that attention. But the vulnerability is there because the ages that they are and how they grew up, they trust, they're very trustworthy individuals. Back when they grew up, they didn't lock the doors for their house. They, you know, they thanked everybody. They honored everybody. But now our time has has changed. So the um, scams out there are aware of their vulnerability and they're taking advantage of them. Can you give us any insight as to how big a problem this is? Is this something that you get a call on once in a while? Or? Our fraud unit is inundated on a daily basis from phone calls and faxes that are sent over from seniors and, and, and anybody else in our community indicating something they received in the mail or an email that they receive and they ask for us to clarify if it is a scam or not. Um, I can tell you they receive probably on average maybe about 50 of them a day and that's from different members of the community. I used to work in the fraud bureau so I'm aware of, of the quantity that comes in. And, and we, are we talking Peel here? We're talking Peel. Peel wow, only. that's an awful yeah. lot of... It, what can the families do? Is there anything families can do or the caregivers to help with this situation? Well, let's talk about the computer. So, um, you know, some, some seniors are computer savvy and some aren't. So if they have someone who can teach them what to look for and what type of protection they can have on their computer, that's a start. But what they need to understand is anytime someone asks you for your personal information, you need to be quite wary. The banks don't contact individuals by mail or they call them uh, or they contact them through email. They may send a letter and indicate you to go to the nearest um, branch and then they can discuss the matter. But to, to relay the information over the computer or over the phone, that's something that banks don't do. Wow. What do you think is the most uh, active one right now today in, in, in this marketplace? 
I couldn't pinpoint because every day a new scam comes up. But, you know, I, I'm glad to share that I can probably share quite a few of the popular ones that are out there. Uh, we have the uh, charity scams. Those are cute, especially with all the, the natural disasters that are occurring in our, in our world. People are creating these new charity names that kind of like sound off and knock off of, of original ones, but they, they prey on people's vulnerability and, and the need to want to help. So those are the big ones. Uh, the lottery scam, congratulations. You just won two trips to Jamaica. I've had Who those calls. Yeah, yes. I've had those calls. Those ones are the, probably the biggest ones. And, and the other one you're talking about, the charities, that kind of goes back to this whole thing about the seniors and how they're giving and they've always done that right mm -hmm. that was the way they were brought up was mm -hmm. share and help and whatnot so they're really hitting them right that right in the heartstrings there so we're going to do this on a regular basis every week we're going to have a new senior scam alert and hopefully claudia you'll be there to help us each and every week until we can sort this out and maybe we can just help a few seniors that sounds like a plan perfect till next week we want to thank very much uh, Terry McIntyre of Manulife Securities. Uh, Terry is an 11-time award-winning investment advisor for Manulife, and he has offered to sponsor this spot on an ongoing basis. Terry, thank you very much. And for those of you uh, who need some of that advice in the uh, securities and, and investment business, give Terry a call or check out his website at www.terrymcintyre.ca. Constable Wells, we've talked about a number of things that uh, had happened, but what can either the senior or the senior's family or, or, or loved ones around them, caregivers, do when these kinds of things come? Because this show is all about helping the seniors and the, and the caregivers and the families. So what advice have you got? Um, I would strongly suggest that any time if a caregiver or the victim themselves has any inclination that they're being scammed is to contact their local police. Um, especially when it comes to the social media scam, there's always going to be a link, there's always going to be traced through the system, but unfortunately we're not all the time we're going to be able to identify them. But, you know, if we find particular cases that kind of match other cases, then we can kind of link them up and attach them, right? So the more victims out there, we'd be able to at least compulate a pretty good case against the individual once they're found. So my, my thing would be to strongly suggest is to contact the local police and have the investigation commenced. And would you also agree with me that this isn't people who are being foolish or just there's nothing to be embarrassed no, about. No, I mean we have very intelligent professors who've been victimized. We've have everybody from every race, culture, and you know, there's there's not one type of victim that's out there. So. Thank you. More Making Our Seniors Matter coming up just after the break. Please stay tuned. Welcome back to Making Our Seniors Matter. And I'm feeling a little out of sorts today, a little tense. I'm wondering if a little Cairo might be uh, in the offing, might uh, solve all my woes this morning. Margaret, what do you think? Do you know what? Chiropractic care is something that Wallace for Wellness has always referred to. And in studio with us this morning is someone who I greatly respect and happy to call her both my friend and a colleague. Dr. Melanie Abbott Cambridge is a well-respected chiropractor in the Brampton community, uh, sharing her practice with her father and her husband. 
Today, she will be helping us understand the importance of mobility and physical activities in seniors and to help prevent falls, a really important topic. Dr. Abbott, it's so great to have you. Thanks, I'm happy to be here. So it's always great to sit down with other healthcare professionals and talk about our passion for taking care of our aging population. And I know that you um, certainly have a passion with this group and making our seniors matter. Definitely. So can you tell us, um, in terms of preventing falls as, as we age, just how serious is this issue? It's actually quite a serious problem and people don't understand all the effects that can happen. So when we look at the statistics, actually one third of people over the age of 65 and over half of the people over 80 will fall every single year. So when we look at that a little bit further, that's close to 90% of all fractures in seniors are coming from those falls. And if we keep kind of looking at the statistics, not to bore you, but just so you understand, falls account for 25% of all hospital administrations and 40% of all nursing home admissions. So when you break that down and you look at people that are coming out of those facilities, 40% of those admitted will not return to their independent living. And that's really what seniors are looking for is to being able to stay where they are and stay independent. So when we look further, and this is where it gets scary, is that 25% of those people who have what we call an immobilizing injury, and or injury where it means they can't necessarily move around the same way they used to, they'll actually pass away within one year of their fall. And that's very scary, and that's very preventable as well. Now, not all falls will result in these very serious injuries. Most of them are just gonna be cuts and bruises. However, even when you look at the people who aren't injured during falls, a very serious side effect is that half of them can't get up on their own. So if you have someone living on their own or living with someone else who maybe doesn't have the same mobility, they're not gonna be able to get up off the ground. Um, and that can lead to obvious other um, issues being that they might be on the ground for hours. Um, in some cases of patients that we've had in our office, days. Mm -hmm. And that's very, very scary. And then when you look um, further, um, anyone who has had a fall will have a negative effect on their overall well-being. And that's because they become afraid of falling. Right. Absolutely. And as a daughter um, of a father who fell and broke his femur, as you know, three yes, years ago, yeah. it has a massive impact. Um, but does. one of the things that you said that I think is really important, I think our listeners need to hear, is that this is preventable. And is. that is so important. So it's important that we lay the framework and understand the seriousness of this and the a major impact it can have on their overall well-being um, but how do we prevent because that is really an important issue and that's what this show is about is helping to prevent things like this from happening that's right so when we look at prevention what we're really trying to talk about is um, making sure that the body has the ability to prevent the fall or to recover from the fall. So we can't always stop ourselves from falling. Everybody falls from the time that you learn to walk, you're falling. But if your body is mobile and strong, strong. then that will help prevent the fall. Right, and so when we talk about holistically, I mean, both you and I can, just very briefly, what are some of the things holistically we can do to help stay strong and healthy as we age? The biggest things you wanna look at, and number one always, you wanna remember nutrition. nutrition. So as you're, you're eating different things, you have to remember that's the food fuel your body is using to to become healthy or to become unhealthy so the worst things that you're putting in their body you're not going to function optimally whereas with you're trying to eat a good healthy diet with vegetables lean proteins that sort of thing you're obviously going to have a better ability to function but also a better ability to recover um, and then further from nutrition you always have to look at exercise and that's really in terms of fall prevention the biggest one that you can focus on most definitely and when we talk about nutrition and hydration I know firsthand with my 
my dad, uh, you know, he's famous for saying, well, water will rust your pipes. I mean, <laughs> and he's 88 years old and my goodness, you know, he's never drank water before, so why now? Yeah. And, you know, from a dehydration perspective, that can cause dizziness, which can put them at more risk of falls. Absolutely. You know, or, or blood pressure changes, and which can cause more risk of falls. So I think, you know, we really do need to be aware of the food that we're putting in our body, the way that we're drinking enough water. Definitely. But also, like you said, move it or lose it. It's so important to keep that lean muscle as we age, That's correct? right, yeah. And to speak to the water point, a lot of seniors I know stop drinking uh, fluids because they're worried about having bladder problems. Right. So especially if they're going out later that day, they might not drink anything all morning except for their cup of coffee right. early Full in the day. Right, full of caffeine, correct. Because they're afraid of having to go to the washroom or having to have, if they're with someone, having them pull over because they need to use the washroom or from having an accident. Um, but there's other ways to deal with that as well as opposed to depriving yourself of, of nutrients such as water. Well, and the irony is I've had this conversation with my dad because yeah. he's had bladder cancer and his okay, urologist yeah. said, you need to increase your water for the health of your bladder. That's right. And we do recognize with incontinence potentially, or like you said, quality of life, being concerned about that. But there's ways to manage that. And that's for another show. That is, yes. <laughs> so next I'd like to talk about treatment. So how can we help these people that have fallen um, in terms of getting back to recovery and, and, and daily activities. Right, so when we look at treatment, the, the hardest thing to kind of understand is that everyone's gonna have different treatment. And no one should be having the same treatment because everyone has different health coming into their fall, but also everyone's gonna have a different injury. Even if two people sprain their ankle, that does not necessarily mean that the injury is exactly the same. Right. So it's really important that people go to a healthcare provider and become assessed. So where should you go? in terms of healthcare um, to, to find the right assessment. You want to see a chiropractor who's a doctor of the musculoskeletal system, or you can also see a medical doctor who has some specialty in that. Um, if you're not getting diagnosed properly in the beginning, then of course you're not going to heal properly. And then further, in terms of what a treatment should entail, I can't say what exactly each treatment will be, but the overall goal is to make sure that, first of all, you're healing properly, whether it's the bone, the muscle, the joint that's injured, that heals. And then you want to make sure that that area becomes strengthened. And then especially with seniors, a lot of healthcare providers neglect to take the rehab portion and then relate it to their everyday activities. Right. So we're going through all these funny different exercises and the senior might not understand how that actually helps them during their daily life. So showing them how this exercise that we're doing over here, we're doing squats, that's how you can get up out of your chair safely. That's how you can go up right. the stairs safely. So making sure that as you transition through the rehab, you're getting to a point where you actually go through those activities with them so you can build their confidence again. Absolutely, and I know from a, a mental perspective, the fear of falling is huge. So once you've experienced a fall, that's always in the back of their minds. And in the climate in which we live, uh, that is something that becomes a, a real concern. Um, so, you know, how does that impact the risk of falling, just the fact that they've fallen before. That's right. So a lot of people, when they do have that fear, they think, okay, let's reduce the activity right. that I'm doing because then I won't fall. Right. Uh, but it actually has a very opposite effect because the less activity that you do, you start to actually break down. So especially as we get older, our muscle mass decreases at a much higher rate than it does if you stopped moving when you were younger. So as your muscle decreases, then your strength decreases. So you're more likely to fall, even doing simple things around your house versus if you stay active, you actually have less of a chance of falling. Absolutely. It's so important to continue to move our bodies and to keep to keep being body aware, you know, That's kinesthetically right. it's really important. And also 
also socially. I think that that the isolation piece we talk about here on the show on a regular Definitely. basis, when some a senior has had a fall, they start to retreat and feel isolated. And it's not just the senior, their caregiver, their spouse, they often end up feeling very isolated too because they're, they're at home and they're frightened to be leaving because they're, or leave that person who may be falling. Exactly. So really cool to be doing things together yes. as, a, as a family, even the senior perhaps that hasn't had a fall, That's to right. exercise together when the therapist or the chiropractor is, is uh, treating your loved one. Why not do it? Why not do it together? Absolutely, right? yeah. So what if, um, if people want to get started, how should they start exercising? And especially in the senior population who may have stopped exercising years ago. And now we're telling them it, it's important to move. We want to make sure that we're doing this safely. So where do they start? So um, definitely if you have not been exercising or have not been active. So when people think about exercise, they think going to the gym or, right. or taking a class. But you have to remember exercising can be a simple walk. So even though you think you might not have been exercising, if you're out walking, that's exercise. So start increasing your walking. Go with easy things in the beginning. If you have something that's an underlying condition and you're unsure, you should definitely be seeing your medical doctor to be, get cleared for exercise before starting anything new. Um, and then once you've been cleared, Make sure you ask your medical professional where you should start because everyone's going to be a little bit different and you might have a condition that prevents you from doing what we would say is traditional exercise, but it doesn't mean that you can't be exercising or be active in a different way. So you want to make sure that you're using your medical professional to get into an avenue, whether it's a program with the city and the city has lots of programs for, for people over 55. Um, or whether you're starting with a personal trainer or a physiotherapist or even a massage therapist, a chiropractor, anyone of, of that field is going to be able to um, sort out where you should start and how you, you should progress. But um, you really want to make sure that you are ready to start and know that there is something out there for you regardless of what's going on. One of the things, uh, Dr. Abbott, that I loved what you said, because this is all about who I am, who Wellness for Wellness is, yeah. and what this show is about, and that is holistic. You mentioned that healthcare team. And I really think from a, the senior's perspective and from their caregivers, to surround yourself with good evidence-based team because Absolutely. they will offer complementary things, but they will also offer individual things. And if you've got a team that's working together, the chiropractor, the massage therapist, maybe the occupational therapist who's going to go into your home and assess and, and, and look for risks in the home or, or tips to help you stay safe in your home or the physiotherapist coming into the home like she's done for my father, the that's respiratory right. therapist. I mean, there's many different modalities and professionals that need to be working together and certainly you and I are big proponents of that. Absolutely yeah you need to have a team and, and the really the biggest thing behind that is when you look at any healthcare provider they all have the unique specialty and uh, kind of however you look at it you're always going to focus on what your specialty is so you need to bring in everyone um, in in the healthcare bubble to help your, you out so that you can get everyone's specialty um, and when you do that that's when you'll really get to optimal health and as healthcare professionals that's when we really get excited because there's nothing sure. better than to watch a senior progress and get back to daily activity and and live vitally and live well I mean that's why we do and are passionate about what we do absolutely right? uh, one of my patients that I've seen a little more recently um, he was in, in a bad way he had a leg injury he had a back injury and he was really a very active person before and he was one of those people that um, stopped doing everything because he was worried that he would fall down because of these other injuries um, so finally he did come into our office and we were able to clear up all those injuries um, and then get him back to health and we outsourced him to um, a 
a personal trainer actually to get him back to the exercise that he was doing Fabulous. before. And uh, yeah, he's in uh, full flesh health for this summer and is really looking forward to his golf game again. So. And, and that's good for his mental well-being as Absolutely, well, right? Yeah. Well, this has been amazing information. Will you come back on the show again? Yeah, definitely. We, I look forward to it. I can think of so many things to cover. This is Dr. Melanie Abbott here in studio with us on Making Our Seniors Matter. Thanks, Dr. Mel. It's always great to have you here on the show. Now, if you're looking for a chiropractor in your area, go to the College of Chiropractics in your province and make sure to contact someone in your area. But of course, if you're in the Brampton area, reach out to Dr. Melanie Abbott and her team. Go to makingourseniorsmatter.com for all the contact information. Well, that does it for another episode of Making Our Seniors Matter. Don't forget you can hear us live any Monday at 2 p.m. or 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you miss it, you can always find us on podcasts the next day. Just go to makingourseniorsmatter.com for all the information about past shows and contact information to reach us, including our phone number, which is 1-866-269-6155, extension number 3. That's 866-269-6155, extension 3. If you have a show idea, if you'd like to nominate a shining senior, or if you have a story you think would make a great part of our show, by all means, get in touch with us. For all of us at Making Our Seniors Matter, While Living Radio, and Listen Up Talk Radio, have a great day. Beautiful, I'm sunshine enough to spread. It's just like the fella said Tell me quick